what is happening guys? We are back for episode 4 of the Songwriters Lounge podcast. Um, we've been off for a couple of weeks, um, but we're absolutely happy to be back. And again, we've got some absolutely class submissions and we're going to have a lot of fun, I think. So uh, so yeah, it's going to be good. So Tom, what have you been up to, mate? Because you've been away for a while, eh? Yeah, I've had a pretty crazy couple of weeks since our last podcast so deserted the podcasting world but we're back back uh, bigger and stronger than ever eh? <laughs> exactly man uh yeah the wife and i just went away for a quick road trip unfortunately had to cut it short because mm. i started to feel really ill and fevery luckily it's nothing serious but you know because of the times we're in we thought we'd better head home early and just kind of cut our losses but you know we still got to see some amazing things we got to hang out with friends in washington dc we got to go to philadelphia had a great time in new york city and then we got to spend just a day in rhode island which is beautiful and then we had a 15 hour straight drive home which that is a stinger but if you're fans of the office the u.s version of the office we got to stop in scranton for pizza so it's not all bad that is lost on me, mate. I've never seen it, but I've heard good things. I've it's heard good things, good man. Things. It's yeah. good, man. What about you? What We're, have you been up to? Um, not a lot, to be honest. I've been, I've been just kind of plodding on with a certain couple of projects that I'm working on, um, and really just, just kind of working. I mean, Glasgow's been shut down a wee bit with COVID again, so it's been a bit crap, to be honest. I've I've not been able to go out and do as much stuff because it's um, it's now I can't see my family anymore. Obviously, something's happened where people have been partying far too much. Um, so the numbers have, have started to creep up again, but it is what it is. And, you know, it's just the, the sign of time. So had a couple of quiet weekends, uh, a couple of quiet weeks. But yeah, I mean, hopefully if if everyone just sticks to the rule, we'll be back to back to normal. But I mean, it's still good. We can still go to the pub. Um, and I've, I've went to the gym for the first time since April, which... <laughs> Can't see your Which, family, uh, but we'll go to the pub. Yeah, yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I, I love can, I, the UK. I can see you. I can see you for a beer, Dad, in the pub, but you're you're not welcome round to my house. It's basically the, <laughs> the kind of rules at the moment. So it's oh, a bit so strange, funny. but uh, yeah, I miss kind of. <laughs> we're kind of we're just uh, we're going with the flow. I think it's just one of these things. So, yeah, um, I mean, it's cr- COVID. I, I actually listened to a podcast during my ridiculously long drive with Tom Hanks in it. And Tom Hanks was like, how, because li- of course Tom Hanks had COVID and he was like, how little are they asking of us? All we have to do is wear a mask yeah. and stay social distance just for a while until they figure it out. That's not a lot, but you know, people, people don't like heads it over that, but yeah, it's a very people. simple thing. And I know, you know, everywhere we went on the road trip, we were screened and tested. Oh, really? So, I mean, not tested, sorry, I can't say that, but, you know, they, we were pretty heavily screened. Mm. So, that's quite you good. Know, like, yeah, I was quite happy, especially I mean, in it's New quite City. reassuring. Yeah, yeah, good. But yeah, other than that, um, I kind of found some kind of inspiration in New York City, but not what I was expecting. So, mm. I, I, you, as you know, I used to be in like a heavy kind of metal slash rock band, and I got home and started... The first thing I did was drop tune my guitar to drop C. Oh. And I started writing this heavy thing out of nowhere. And I, I haven't written a heavy song <laughs> a, in ages. A headbanger. So a proper headbanger. Proper like headbanger. Love kind that. of architecty, if you know of architect. Um, <laughs> I'm not that good on guitar, but, you know, hopefully. Class. Yeah, so. So kind started, of break, um, was that like a breakdown type rhythm or was it just very kind of melodic? Riffy, very riffy, riffy. meaty, um, yeah. But yeah, man, it's fun. I, I mean, it's challenging because it messes with your head in terms of music theory. So it's made me yeah. step outside of everything and be like, I have no idea what's happening now. I have no idea. And, you know, that happens a lot. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. But what I'm writing sounds pretty cool. So yeah, class. I've, um, I've, um, I've got a song and it's a bit like what we've said before. It's I've now kind of got the full instrumental down and i'm now gonna just work really hard on the vocals and the lyrics which is interesting because usually i'm more inspired at the start with the vocals and the lyrics and then i write the instrumental to it but um i've went the other way this round 
this way around. So, um, but that's just, again, a testament to me just trying different things, you know, and just I've stuck with a different genre and I really wanted the, it's like a Celtic kind of folk vibe and I really wanted those core instruments there um, to come across. So, well, yeah. you got like a mandolin, fiddle. It's like a, a tin whistle. <laughs> All right, okay. on the lead, which is quite class, you know. Yeah, like, I'm interested. You know, you know, the, you know, like um, Ronan Keaton's song, when you say nothing at all. Oh yeah, and it gets to that break, and there's that that big like tin whistle. Oh yeah, kind of lead part. I just and like it's super I, ambient. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. I want that, but I want I want it in like a very Scottish traditional song as well. So we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, man. And but, as we, yeah. we spoke about last week, there's some amazing artists coming out of Scotland right now. So here. Well, that leads us straight into our next, uh, well, our first song. First song. Okay. First song. A, yes. a Scottish guy? A Scottish guy called Robbie Hutton. Um, and he's sent us in his song called Too Late, which is a belter. And obviously I'm going to be biased, Tom, but I <laughs> of really have, I really, of course I am. <laughs> but I'm uh, a big fan of this song. So I'm going to say no more and let Robbie introduce it and we'll, we'll give it a spin. Sweet. Hey, it's Robbie Hutton here, and here's my song Too Late. Hope you enjoy listening. It ain't easy fight When both of us are slowly losing our minds Try to keep it going, but the love's run cold Neither of us knowing where the hell we should go Or we could take a ride back to the start I'd find a way to stop us falling apart Pick up the pieces of these broken hearts But it's just too late for that It's just too late for that Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. And it's I, good, I, isn't I, it? I like it that, you know, he's kept with the Scottish accent. And yeah. I, I like it when musicians do that. Ed Sheeran is a good example for England. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I really like that. And the first thing that I noticed was how much I liked the melody. And, yep. you know, that first and second line, it ain't, it, it, it ain't easy saying we're fine when both of us are slowly losing our minds. I think he's done a really nice job to resolve the melody in the second section. Um, so in the first bit where he says fine, it's going up. Then he brings it down for the minds, and I, it's just a lovely resolution. And mm. th- that is the kind of melody in the hook that gets the listener straight away. Like, oh, I kind of like it. Uh, I, I just really admire that, and it's hard to do, and it, it's it's just lovely to listen to. I love the crunchy electric guitar that kind of fills the mix out nicely. Again, very that- subtle in the background there. And the bass for me is mixed really nicely and put in there well. Adds that warmth without taking anything away from the song. But it, it's in there and it sits nicely in the mix. Very nicely mixed in with the electric guitar, which I think is where that warmth is coming from. I just really enjoyed it. The, the, the whole vocal melody, I just right up my street. What did you yeah. think? Yeah, not totally. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I particularly love Ed Sheeran as a classic example of like his accent coming through and you've got other artists there obviously the stereotypical is to do that kind of American generic Uh, so I absolutely love when anyone from you know any kind of heritage and kind of uses their accent and their music because it expresses who they are and I love um, the way that his Scottish accent is very kind of rhythmical in its sense because he's going um when most of us are slowly losing our mind, like it's it's very kind of punchy and very plosive. And that's what the Scottish accent is, and it really works in this track. So it's it's class. I love that. Yeah, for me, you hit the nail on the head. I completely agree. The vocal melody for me in this track is the number one thing that, that I loved. So Robbie here has smashed it by creating a melody and lyrical combination that is like a repetitive hook. Because after listening and reviewing this this week, I've been humming this this track, um, and that's usually a really good sign that I've I've, I've got that kind of it, it's hooked me in, and it's it's something that every songwriter um, really wants the listener to to take away is 
if you can hum the track, you know, four or five minutes later, or even better, four or five days later, then that's an absolute amazing kind of 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 skill that he's done there. And yeah, I completely agree that the production is super good. Like it's so clean, really well balanced. And there's honestly not an awful lot that I'd probably change or want to to do instrumentation wise. I love the I love the hard panned acoustics. They just sounded so, so nice. Yeah, and they're lovely, the, really nicely oh, done. So good. And in the in the middle, his vocal is so clean and it's got this lovely reverb on it. So there's like he's really present, but he's got that depth behind him. There's just that really nice kind of depth that he's got. Um, so I absolutely really, really thought it was good. If I'm, you know, switching on to being uh, on the k- kind of critique end of it now, I have to be super critical because it's, it's difficult for me to find something in this that I'd, I'd want to improve on. I guess, critically speaking, maybe more a dynamic shift at the chorus. So maybe like a 1dB kind of jump just to, just to again, emphasise that kind of growth and when Robbie takes it there naturally with the, you know, the electric guitars and the, the vocal melody. And there's just, in Robbie's verse vocal, there's just a wee bit too much for me of like the 800 hertz region. It's just a quite kind of, just a tad too much for me. But again, I am talking seriously critical. I could happily listen yeah. to that over and over again and... You know, it's not distracting me in any way. There's nothing that I'm kind of going, oh, I just wish, you know, it's missing that. I just wish that was there. So, yeah, absolutely smashed it. I, I was the exact same. And, you know, I'm a sucker for an acoustic guitar lead line. And especially the lead line, which emphasizes the, as you said earlier, the vocal melody that you've just heard, hmm. just shifts into a new section, but keeping that in mind again, which is clever, very clever songwriting. Um my only thing that I would love to hear more of is vocal harmony, but I like mm. vocal harmony cranked up to 10, like maybe too much at times. Like I would add it anywhere I can just to add that extra something spicy. You know, I love harmony. Spicy. Even if it's just a third harmony, just mixed in there that you can just hear it. Uh, but other than that, like, I didn't have too much to say anything else. I think the acoustic guitar is wonderfully produced. I love mm. that there's the sound of the pick hitting the string, mm. but it's not in that annoying kind of 5K range where it's like overbearing and, and you listen to it and it Piercing. almost sounds like a ride cymbal almost. Mm. It's wonderfully treated and you can tell he's mixed that or whoever mixed it, I'm not sure, Robbie. They've used their ears very well and it's been really nicely mixed and mastered it's mastered really well yeah it's mastered really well absolutely that's it nothing else just i would have loved to have here especially on the it ain't easy saying we're fine just add in like a saying we're fine just something lower in there mm. that's it i mean it's nothing else maybe some falsetto octaves up as well yeah just just spice to it take up with him some to, harmony take him to the skies <laughs> exactly and <laughs> harmony is tough as well i yeah. always struggle i tend to actually cheat with harmony and tune it which don't admit to that i won't admit to it but don't i do it. i'm you not that talented it, enough to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man robbie awesome dude i really like this one yeah really really well done mate and uh, I, you know what i loved as well you're talking about like the, the kind of guitar lead line i loved how it was like spanishy like, very it was quite it, like yeah i was like oh Spanish, Spanish. <laughs> I don't know how he's done that. If you want to like, get super yeah, music theory, like, he's I kind of know. slipped into another mode there. I'm not yeah. really sure. I mean, uh, instantly awesome. I was like drinking a pint of Estrella and I was like, yes. <laughs> Ooh, Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, really, really well done, mate. And um, yeah, so we'll, again, we'll add all these songs to our brand new Spotify playlist entitled, I believe, Songwriter's Lounge, which is obviously very relatable to the Songwriter's <laughs> Lounge podcast. Yeah, you can't forget um, it. So please don't get that wrong, guys. And please go and stream all these songs uh, from this episode and the previous because it supports the artists, 
that have sent in their tracks and gives them that extra kind of exposure. So it's all massively appreciated by them, as I'm sure they would say as well. So going now into our next track, we've got Ben, who's from LA, over in the States, and he has sent in his track, Feel. Hey guys, my name's Ben, and uh, I'm a singer-songwriter from Frederick, Maryland. And I'm currently living in L.A., producing and writing my own tracks under the name Red, Green, Blue. Uh, the song that I just sent over is called Feel, and I actually wrote it two years ago, and I've been slowly kind of uh, progressing, making it over the past two years. And I just released the music video today. Um, I have a lot of things that I can say about the production of this thing, but, uh, but yeah, I'll leave it at that. me of being at a festival and it being a little bit later at night and you kind of yeah. like all just like you know there with a the beer and just kind of swaying along and just enjoying the music um i love yeah. the vocal delays in the verse really nicely mm. done uh, especially the length of the delay in the verb i think is really nicely chosen and decided on that length just to kind of come in there and keep that kind of movement going with the vocal especially with the drones and the, and the bass in the background. I love the kind of subtle, clean electric guitar in the background there. It kind of adds the shine. If you listen back and you hear the shine, it's like an electric guitar lead line, I think, it sounds like to me. And if I'm right, he's added some really nice saturation to the vocals in the verse. And... Again, I just like this. I like it when artists do this, and he said that he produced it himself. Mm-hmm. It just adds that extra dynamic that something, he could have quite easily not saturated it and just kept it kind of like a clean sounding vocal. But if I'm right, he's just added a touch of saturation just to add it in there, and it kind of kind of ties it in nicely with the kind of gritty bass that he's got in the background. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I just really like this this kind of music as well. This is the kind of thing I'd put on if I went for a walk or something. I, I, I just like it, man. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny, this isn't the kind of music I'd probably listen to, but I did like this. I, I think the, the first thing I thought when I listened to this was, this song is like has intensity, like in its emotional content, but there's not an awful lot of vocals. And it's like, if you do listen to that the full way through as well, like, like me and Tom have in reviewing the track, like... It's not got the the typical kind of vocals that you'd expect from like a commercial release. But yet this track is packed full for me of emotion, intensity, like just full vibes. You know, it's 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 really, really cool. And he's went for this real ethereal, electronic sounding verse, um, which is something I find difficult to do to make it that nice and atmospheric with these kind of sounds you need to be quite clever in your sound design because it's quite simple. But there's, you know, there's an element of complexity and, and simplicity, <laughs> I yeah, think, yeah. of that kind of thing where you need you need to be, you need to create the, if you're going to strip it back and have that ethereal droning sounds like you mentioned, it needs to be the right, the exact kind of right ones to shape the, to shape the dynamic and shape the emotions, and he's he smashed it here. I mean, the guy, the guy said at the start, he's he's worked in this for two years. It certainly comes across. You know, he's not thrown this production together, and you can tell. I think from the production itself that it's it's designed to make you feel things. Like it's it's like a it's like fifty percent instrumental and fifty percent vocals, maybe even less vocals. Whereas you know, when you go for a commercial track, it's like all about the vocal, 90%, and the other 10% instrumental. 
Um, and he's, you know, he's he's done deliberate things here, which I really liked. I love the vocal effect, like you. I think it perfectly adds to that feeling of depth and being, for me, it like gave this feeling of like being underneath something, you know, like you're kind of Definitely. underneath like the ocean or something because there was this, with that saturation and that kind of radio effect, um, that that's just what it made me, like the, the space I went to. Um, and, and I, yeah, I loved it. The vocal itself as well was really expressive. Um, it was. You can kind of imagine it in like a movie trailer or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, it's, it's, it's really good. I think for me personally, um, again, you know, I, I said it at the start, this isn't something that I would particularly listen to because for me, I look for more of a vocal chorus, um, a vocal message from the song. And I didn't get that enough maybe just from the, the verse excerpts, even though I absolutely loved them. Um, however, this guy is deliberately not trying to f fit that commercial mould. And so I absolutely respect what he's done. Like, that's that's just me personally. Just I, I wanted to take something a, a bit more from the emotions that he created instrumentally. I wanted them to be expressed to me a, a bit more in the lyrics. And that's it. But amazing song. Really good. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I th Although this is the kind of music that I like, I've definitely added it to my kind of playlist that I would listen to. I literally just call my playlist Walks, and this is in my Walks playlist. <laughs> um, my only thing is, and it's something that, you know, it's, it's really hard to, to tame, and that's the ride symbol when that kind of, I assume it's the chorus comes in there. There's just a little bit too much sharpness in the ride, and if you throw a dynamic EQ on there, do a really sharp cue, and just notch out around the 5K, you'd have to do some kind of searching but around 5k, if you notch that out quite a bit, actually, like maybe 10 dB, that kind of gets rid of the sharpness there and the kind of the stick hit, that you, especially in this kind of music. Um, it's a technique I learned from Greg Wells. And just cymbals in general are just really annoying to mix. Um, and he did this whole masterclass and then he kind of notched out this bit of the ride and it just cleaned it up completely. And I've used it ever since and it's always around the 5K. So yeah. nice. just moving forward and that's it. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I think that there's very nice dynamics to the to the whole song. I think the shining of the guitar in the background adds that kind of movement that you kind of want. And yeah, just really well done, man. I'm, I'm really excited to hear more stuff from you. Aye, and I've uh, I've watched his music video because he mentioned that at the start as well, and he is doing everything in this track. So he's playing drum. He's an amazing drummer. I think I, I first came across um, his material when he did like a drum cover of something, some sort, and I was like, oh, this guy can drum. And he's you know he, he shows in the in the music video him doing the vocals, he's sitting at the you know the the mixing desk playing the bass. I think you know so talented guy. Well done. Smashed Sick, it. Man, honestly, loved it. <laughs> Class. Right, so shall we go to the next? Let's do it. Let's move on. Who we got next then? We have next up Andrea and her song Fighting For. So I will let her introduce that now. Hi, I'm Andrea. This is my first single and it's called Fighting For and I hope you like it. I can't explain what goes on in my head There are so many things that I wish I had said Sometimes I wish I was another instead People going places making me feel slow Think I'm going crazy, I just need to know That one day I will be sure I know what I'm fighting for I've been making plans but I don't know how No, I don't know how but I'll work it out one day I will be sure I know what I'm fighting for Nice. You like it, man. And, you know, vocal chops are really in at the moment. 
I think it's, every week we've featured something with incredible vocal chops. Absolutely. Uh, and, I just smashes it. keep it coming because I am a massive fan of vocal chops. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I just, <laughs> I listened to this track a few times because it's just so fun and it just gets you in a good mood. And I think Andrea's done a great job. I wish I could write more songs like this, but this is kind of slightly outside my wheelhouse. There's a lot of cool synth movement going on and... Hmm. There's the, the kind of cool trap hats that, that speed up after. I, I really, really enjoy it. Um, there's a, one thing that I know, there's a lot of room in the mix for, mm-hmm. for the kind of the clicks. And they've got some really nice verb and delay tails on the end of it. And it lets it settle in the background really nicely. So I, I assume Did they've t- done that deliberately. And I think they've done a great job because it just kind of, settles in the background and just fills that space behind everything good decay time exactly it just yeah. just really really nicely done and the just the vocal performance and the vocal melody really liked it and i spoke about harmony earlier she's added harmony like underneath pretty much every line of the verse and it kind of just you know makes it pop a little pop. bit more mm-hmm. uh, it's also like the kind of genre of music very different to, to robbie's yeah. song earlier but I'm just a sucker for a good harmony. Um, <laughs> I just really liked Class. it. I, I would, I would happily listen to this again and again on a road trip, <laughs> again and again, again and again. What do you yeah, think? No, I, I'm the same. Like I love the wideness of the vocals for me. So um, in her in her chorus section, you have clearly like double vocaling going on, and it's you know it's a really wide, broad vocal sound loved that um i loved the vocal runs so the da, 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 like really really cool like it's like almost a scale but you're kind of walking up these steps um in the chorus loved that uh really interesting really hooky really deep lyrics like i sat and i listened to you know the lyrics well I'll, I'm a big fan of lyrics, so with every submission, I will listen to your lyrics, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit sad, the lyrics, but there's a definite st- sense of, like, gaining strength, you know, fighting for, for you know, for the, for the this is for the people who are after a pick-me-up kind of theme. Um, really, really, really cool. And she's, she's made, I love a song that has that deep lyrical content, but also if you glaze over it it's just a really nice upbeat catchy song so you could listen to this and feel nothing more like than a little head bopper or you could listen to this and be like what what a message so respect for that and i think it's did she say it's her first song so love that you know that, yeah. that she's putting out material this good and that's her first track so excited to to follow her channel <laughs> me too um, me too and yeah, vocal chops, love them. But what's what's different about these vocal chops for me is we've we've had other submissions, um, and I've wrote it myself in my tracks where the vocal chops become like the center image. You know, they become the, the the front of the mix straight away. But these ones are deliberately pushed back quite a bit, um, and I quite like that. I quite like how it's not necessarily like in your face because it really suits the vibe of the track. So if that's if that's been deliberate, it's been a great deliberate choice. Um, definitely, definitely. For, for me there. And uh, I, there's a subtle arp, arpeggiator in the background. It's like a... I can't quite describe it. That was a very terrible, terrible interpretation there that I just gave you, Tom. thought it sounded but, great. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll sample that one day. But... Uh, but I basically, for me, that that was like a really nice decorative thing in the in the back image. It's not something that you'd pick out unless you were kind of studying it, like like we do, you know. Um, but again, really nice production choice. So moving on to critique and uh, what I could give that, <sighs> not an awful lot. Again, yeah, it's hard, if I'm honest, it? really hard one here for me. When I'm listening to the lead vocals, something was just distracting me a tad. And it was, I don't know, I'm thinking it's around about the 500 to 600 hertz region. I'm not entirely sure, but there's this one peak in her vocal 
from our, I think it's probably just from our natural timbre that was just poking me a wee bit too much. So again, you, you've you've kind of mentioned it already in the episode with the, the ride sticking out. Dynamic EQ would, would tame that a bit. And that's that's maybe all I would say for for like my end of things. Yeah, I, I said a similar thing, but not exactly the same. I, would, I found that the, the bass and the kick were kind of distracting me a little bit from the vocal. So through, I mean, in my ears, I thought the vocal sounded great, but just the, the bass and the kick together, I would have just maybe bust them together, side-chained it to the vocal bus maybe, and just ducked out every time that vocal come in, just very subtly, because again, I had to listen to it a few times just to really. And again, we're just, we're saying this from people that have literally listened to this song five or six times, and I loved it. But I had to get really like into the my headphones while I was listening to it, and I would I would have probably tried that again. It, it might not even be that. It might be similar to what you're saying, Andy. We're just around the five six hundred hertz range, mm-hmm. but. I, th- I thought it was more of the, the the kick drum and the bass just very subtly taken away from the vocals. Again, you'd never notice it unless you put it on repeat and literally tried to hear something. Mm-hmm. But that, that's just what a... I picked up on. But yeah, I, I loved well, it. I loved the vocals in this song. I, I think, as you said, with the, the, the run melody, it's literally like you've sat down at a piano, played a scale and I've been like yeah let's just sing that and let's <laughs> why don't we throw a harmony underneath to make it seem awesome yeah and yeah just fantastic fantastic job I loved this song yeah it's always difficult trying to balance the kick and bass in general but also when you've got like such a rich vocal mix like that that's really kind of the the such a broad part of the the stereo image yeah it's it's always going to be a a bit of overlap in there, isn't there? So it's so hard. It's so, so hard. hard. Even with, so hard. like I said earlier, with symbols, symbols are so hard to tame. And there's hundreds and hundreds of plugins that are all like designed to tame the symbol. Yeah. But yeah, I'd, I'd have to. I have. I've had to be really nitpicky this episode because of the, the quality of the songs is just so good, and the, the production, yeah. the songwriting, everything. I've yeah. loved it. And we're, we're loving the fact that we're getting such quality that's difficult for us to critique because we still want to have, for our own, um, you know, we want to challenge ourselves as well for anything that, we, that we're listening to. Can we think of a way that we'd make it better or what, what interpretation have we had? Because everything's subjective. So there might be something like I'm just saying there, oh, I was noticing something at 500, 600 hertz. Someone else... They've got different ears and that just might not stick out to them. So everything's subjective, but um, I really like that we're getting that level of quality that I'm having to, I'm having to look quite difficult, quite quite hard, you know, <laughs> to find those those kind of. Uh, there's nothing like that I've hit play on yet that we've had on the show that I'm instantly like, oh, I know what I'm gonna say about this one. <laughs> you exactly, know? So it's class. It's really cool. Really cool. So, on to some listener questions now. And we've got the same amount. We've got three coming up. So, I'll kick us off with the first one just now. Hey guys, Isabel Cardenas here. What is the best way to start learning music production? Oh, Isabel, question. What a question. And I don't want to ramble too much here because when I heard your question, I was I could go a million ways, but... Let me try and just keep it short and sweet for you. So for me, it's all mindset. Do you want the best sounding recording you could possibly get? You know in your mind what you want. So if you're really, really interested, first thing you're going to do is get an audio interface and a microphone. Uh, the Focusrite Scarlett Solo is particularly good. It's just a one channel. I actually use one here, even though I've got a bigger interface. Let's plug the mic in, away you go. And the same with the guitar, line instrument, guitar, piano, anything it will take, bass. This will allow you to record vocals and everything together. Everything you need for a song at a really good quality so you can make it sound good. The next thing you're going to need is a DAW, door. You might have heard a digital audio workspace, workstation. 
Workstation, I think. Workstation. Yeah. Um, you can get free ones like Pro Tools first, which is awesome. But I would just go all in straight away and get, you know, Andy uses Logic. I use Studio One. I've used Pro Tools in the past. I know there's a bunch of others that you could decide from. But as long as you sit down and work out the workflow of that particularly DAW, that's going to be the, the main thing is just understanding how to work around it. So work, understanding how to, you know, plug your interface in, set it to record, and it's going to record audio. Um, and you can learn everything from YouTube. <laughs> everything. <Totally>. <laughs> and start off nice and simple, and then you can expand into mixing. If you really want help, there's tons and tons and tons of mixing courses online that you can go to, and you can get one-on-one -on -one kind of consultation a lot. Mm -hmm. But again, like you're always learning and it, it, I've got like a thirst for knowledge on how to make my song sound better and how to achieve something that another producer has achieved. And I, I became kind of obsessive with trying to get the best sound. And I think that worked for me and you can have all the fancy equipment in the world, but really all you need is one interface, DAW, mm -hmm. and then a couple of good plugins uh, but you can learn anything on YouTube, honestly, anything. And always reach out to people. Never be afraid to ask a question because everyone began somewhere once. And you'll always find people. Me and Andy, if you if you have a particular question, reach out to us. Send us an email or a Facebook message or an Instagram DM. We'll always be there to help you. Because once you figure some stuff out and you start learning, it feels really, really good when you sit down and you write something and you know in your head, you're like, well, let me start recording that right now. Yeah. I wouldn't trade that feeling for the world of knowing that and knowing what you want to achieve. And, you know, eventually your, your, your ears will become trained and you'll know exactly what you want and where to look for. Like Andy and I just said in our song submission round, like you'll, you'll be able to spot the, the, the particular frequency that might be bugging you and just drop that out and it changes mm -hmm. the whole mix. You don't learn that straight away. It's a long road. So just know that. But you can learn anything off YouTube and don't be afraid to ask people. But yeah, the first thing you're going to need is an interface, a mic that you can get really cheap off eBay or something, and then a DAW. And mm -hmm. you're good to go. Figure it out. YouTube things, you know? You can learn anything off YouTube, honestly. And that's so, what yeah. I'd say to that. Yeah, totally. So like, I, like YouTube... I'm going to reiterate as well. That's where I started. So I've always been a massive fan myself of like studying stuff. And I'm a bit like you, like I, it almost, it probably does get obsessive. <laughs> mm. um, but I've always found it really interesting learning new stuff and growing a skill base. And for me, production is 50% learning through error, through me getting it wrong over and over again and asking myself, why do I sound shit? <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. the other 50% is learning through YouTube, direct technique, study and training. And, you know, once once you've done maybe the YouTube tutorials at the start, because they're cheap, they're very available and they're very, very good, some of them. Like, obviously, like, they must earn royalties from, I don't know, thousands of, of views and stuff, which is how they, they put out such amazing content, some of these producers and, you know, uh, mentors but after you know youtube i did do a couple of courses paid courses from um from different producers and that kind of thing that will run their own courses um but what i would say is don't go into that straight away because production may not be for you and i want to say that like not lightly but it's not to put anyone off it but one of the key things for me i would say is to get to a level even close with commercial, if that's what you're after. You need to like eat, sleep and breathe production for a period of time because it is such a steep learning curve. I started it and I thought, oh, after a year, I'll I'll have this. No, no, no. Like this is this is a lifetime process of growth and you need to be continually chasing that production curve because it's never gonna plateau off. It's always gonna keep on climbing. I mean there's there's top-end producers who you could argue have made it and are still doing 14-hour days in the studio 
and still learning their crafts, still perfecting their techniques. That's the kind of thing. So it's an extensive kind of process if you do want to get good at it. Now, if, you know, I'm no expert still and I've poured hours and hours of my time into it. You know, I've done mixing, I've done tutorials, I've done ear training. Soundgym.com is brilliant for that. I'd highly recommend it. Uh, referencing, so I'll listen to other people's mixes, that kind of thing. But you can produce and not necessarily need to mix master your music is the point I'd like to make. So if Isabel is after, if she, say she's a singer-songwriter and she just wants a bit more control and a bit more input to the sound design part of her of her songs, but she's not too focused on the overall polished balance of the mix and master, she can still probably do that in the DAW, you know, get the MIDI keyboard, get those plugins and experiment with different sounds and then send off those sounds to a mix engineer who will then, you know, create it into the finished article. That's also a possibility. So there's different levels of production. What I would say as well to Isabel is you don't need to, um, don't be put off by me saying it's, oh, it's a really steep learning curve. If you don't want that end goal of being able to fully produce, mix and master your own song. Um, so it really does depend on your end goal. But yeah, like the, the stuff that Tom's already mentioned about the starting with your audio interface and picking a, a doll that suits you, spot on. So hopefully we've answered your, your question. Yeah, yeah, and we could talk for an hour about <laughs> this, honestly. I've had to really cut it down and fire through everything I wrote down as my notes. But yeah, Andy said it right. Just it, it, it does take a lot of dedication and it... It, it's a hard road and it's a tough road there's a lot of road. failure a lot of oh it's just not sounding how i want and a lot of mm. walking away and coming back producers don't get enough credit for <laughs> for, for music you hear anyway because the music industry is always changing so producers have to adapt without even necessarily knowing they're adapting mm. it's crazy but it, i mean if you want to just jump straight into trying to mix something you can download stems online there's a bunch of different websites and Facebook groups that will give you some stems to have a go mixing. And uh, it's something that I did when I was really trying to take it seriously. And it's the most frustrating thing in the world, but very rewarding when you're kind of getting closer. And the more you fail is the more that you think, I can hear what I need to do now. I can hear what's going to improve this. And that's mm -hmm. really just, that's really it. So yeah. thanks, Lot Isabel. Of moments. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of live old moments, but great question, totally. Isabel. You should, you, great you should give it a go because it's a lot of fun when you get into it. Totally. So we've got a next question here from Ronnie. I'm a singer-songwriter, but I'm also very inexperienced in the industry. So I would like to know how do you put a songwriting team together that will stay together? songwriting team together that will stay together that's tough i think mm -hmm. what you should aim for is maybe not a team because it's always good to work with more people so i'd say maybe build your own community mm -hmm. you know if you stick with a particular team i'm not saying you won't progress but you won't learn new tricks and new yeah. new ways or, or feel as inspired as working with a bunch of different people it's also a lot of fun and it's a great way to meet people and meet friends. Um, so first things first is if you're a complete beginner, you have no idea where, where to start. Again, like the age we're living in with Facebook and social media is so huge. And, and you can literally type into the Facebook search bar songwriter, filter it out to the groups. And there's thousands of songwriter groups, potentially maybe in your local area that actually meet up and and just meet up and write. If you don't want to meet up, you can do anything online. And there's hundreds and hundreds of people that are the exact same that just want to meet people that don't know where to go. And that's, you know, that's kind of the two cents of it really is just mm -hmm. get on Facebook, go into these groups, have a few songs that you've recorded just to show your kind of style and what you want to do. Because if you just, you know, post, I want to write songs with people, the first thing they're going to say is, well, what do you want to write? What are your what genre? Yeah. What genre do you like to stick in? So always 
kind of follow up with people or to these groups with uh, an example of your work. It doesn't have to be the best. It could be recording on your phone, just on, of your voice note of just you playing the guitar or piano, singing one of your songs, just so someone gets an idea of the kind of direction you want to take. And they'll listen to that and think, okay, I can add something to this. That's really it. And, you know, we have a Facebook group of songwriters and producers that we're growing right now. So just type in Songwriters Lounge. And this is exactly what we're trying to aim. Yeah, join. Just (laughs) join our group. Join us, partner. Join us. Uh, Yeah, man, that's it. Just just reach out to people. Again, it can be so scary because you, you might feel bad about your ability but everyone is in the exact same position and everyone feels vulnerable. Every single time I've ever written with anyone, I felt vulnerable. It's just the, the aim of the game. Is if you're just not clapping yourself, then you're not doing it right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're not pushing uh, yourself. <laughs> but yeah, man, just reach out to people. And, and the worst thing that's ever going to happen is someone say, uh, no, it, it's okay. I don't really, I, I can't write in this genre, which... You know, I'd, Andy and myself are two people. I listen to Andy's stuff and think I could never add anything to this. But I'd love to sit in the room while he's mixing and producing. But as a songwriter, maybe I can. But it, it's yeah. you, you, totally you very can't. much know <laughs> your comfort levels and where you're going to add something. Mm. And you'll, uh, you'll build a community. If you do that, you'll eventually build a community. And, you know, you'll have 10 people or maybe even more at any one time that want to write songs with you and you'll write really good songs because you've had, you've given them A, the kind of stuff you do, B, it shows your strengths immediately and C, you're going to reach out to the kind of people that want to write the kind of music you do or or you can meet people that maybe don't and they just want to kind of sit in on a session with you and see how you do it. But just reach out to Facebook, tons of groups, that is my voice. Totally. I mean, there's not a lot really I'd, I'd add to that. For me, social media is a gift these days for connecting artists, producers, songwriters together, you know, and allowing that. That's probably where, if not all of my songwriting kind of collaborations have came from that haven't been people that I actually know in, in life, you know. Facebook groups are absolutely key. Um, great forums. I've heard I've heard Reddit's quite good. I've never used it as a platform mas- myself. Me neither, yeah. Um, but, but it's kind of, it's it's massive on certain scenes and I know there is a, a kind of production songwriting community on there. Um, I'm just not part of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it does exist. Um, there may be also like, like Tom says, like local meetups in your local, I don't know, community centre or something. Um, and because of the accent, you're definitely from the UK um, and there's like there's like societies I think there's a songwriting society like of the UK or something like that I, I have been a member of that and there is like newsletters that come out where they invite different people who are you know are open uh, for certain collaborations you know you can contact them and get involved on those kind of forums as well um, and yeah I just like yeah, I I just echo really what Tom said. Try and target individuals. I would say at the same similar stage as you, because you want to grow with them. Um, but don't shy away if someone's quite experienced that is wanting that is that is open to you kind of joining their session, like Tom said, and then just really be a sponge and soak in as much of their knowledge because it's been developed. You know, could be potentially over over a long time. You know, years. So. Yeah, just uh, forums, 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 whether that's social media or otherwise, and um, just keep an open mind, yeah. Exactly. That's a, another great question, man. Good and question. I'm sure one that many people are asking at the moment. So totally. thank you again. Thank you. Next question we have from Jordan. What is the biggest struggle currently in the pandemic and the music industry for a songwriter? Would you say it's more of getting your songs out there or would you say it's dedicating the time i'm curious what your thoughts are on that it's a tough question 
Tough questions, guys. Uh, You're killing us today. Again, killing us. <laughs> the question on the tip of everyone's tongues because everyone's in the exact same boat. Yeah. Um, I will say that I think it's a really good time to release music because everyone has a sense of community value at the moment mm-hmm. and to really help each other, especially during the... I mean, we've in, in our lifetime, we've never lived for anything like this. So every, everyone is in the same kind of boat. Well, hopefully we won't again. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully. I really hope not. Um, I really hope. You know, for me personally, as a songwriter, it's been inspiration. I, I You know, I hate staying home. I hate not seeing people and it, it's really killed my inspiration. So, you know, starting from from the very forefront is just finding the inspiration to write the songs for me has been hard, mm. as I've spoke about on this podcast. Um, and I've I've sat down many times trying to force a song out, which doesn't work because then I just get frustrated because I've got no ideas and then you think you're a failure and then <laughs> you fall into a pit of depression about your failure. Um, but yeah. I have to feel inspired. That's just how I write and how many people comes write. From. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all have the time right now to sit down and write and record music and release music. I mean, the best piece of advice I heard was keep pushing to gain more experience in your craft. Mm. Releasing music is is tough because of the amount of people that are doing it. But it's a great time because, as I said before, the sense of community is there and people are willing to share what they hear and what they like. So, you know, make 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 sure everything you release is polished and professional sounding. I always, I haven't released music of my own for a while because I've been busy, but I always get a number of people's opinions on it. And, you know, I'd send it to Andy and he'd say, maybe tighten up that particular section. Um, You know, critique in this game is not meant to be disrespectful or hurt. It's meant Mm. to improve what you're doing. Or I always enjoy hearing other people's opinions because... No, everyone's got different ways of of seeing things. You know, as we said in the last question, build a nice community around you and just do your best to really polish your material off and find the inspiration from somewhere, whether you have to go for a walk or, yeah. you know, hopefully the worst is behind us, but we don't know. So <laughs> it's, I think everyone is in the exact same boat at the moment, man. And oh, totally, totally. It, it's just kind of rocked everyone's world. So... I, I mean, it's yeah. not really great advice, I know, but it's something that, you know, you know, mental health is a serious subject and keeping yourself positive and keeping your mind positive just for the inspiration to write a good song is key. And even mm. releasing a good song, you have to feel good about it and you have to feel pumped up. And mm. that really cool. comes across when you try and share it. Like, you can't just share something and say, hey, share this like comment yep. share it doesn't work anymore you have to really work for the for the release to make a good release and you can partner with so many different people but yep. one thing i have noticed one positive to take is the sense of community right now is huge everyone is trying to help each other and i love that so yeah man yep. I, I mean i'm sorry if that's not direct advice but just had to speak on the subject yeah i mean for me that question which is a brilliant question and it's been tough for me to answer, but I'd, I'd break it into two parts. So you touched on at the start, the kind of impact that the pandemic has had on songwriting. I think songwriting hopefully is on the up because there's more demand for the digital material at the moment since the live music scene has pretty much disappeared. It's completely fallen away. I mean, bands aren't touring. They're, so what are they doing? They're writing new music. So Hopefully in that sense, there's a little bit of a, a kind of a boom there. I think the impact really fully long and short is difficult to establish for me because it really depends if the music industry as a whole has taken an absolute battering, which I think it probably has with COVID, like everything has, let's be honest. Um, but really, you know, the money is in touring and merch these days not the actual selling and streaming of, of music. Unfortunately, those days are now gone when, you know, your CD sales used to be, you know, what, what used to make serious, serious money. So, yeah, the pandemic's certainly probably long-term will have an impact for song songwriters. But 
I'm hoping that because you can socially distance write and socially distance produce and record to some extent that that craft and that buzz will hopefully persevere through it. And I think music has to last. Music's been there through all the disasters in the world so far. And it will be there at the end of all this. So it's just, we just don't know the net impact. So that's the kind of pandemic impact side of it. In terms of like general songwriting struggles, because that's the other part that I took from the question. I think credibility for me is the hardest. So anyone and everyone can call themselves a songwriter. And many people do because now we do have social media and we do have, you know, the platform that allows anyone to upload to Spotify. You do get a lot of, it's a saturated market with a lot of people competing for that space. Um, and for me, building credibility is what would set you against or above the, you know, the, the majority and that takes practice, it takes craft, it takes study, it takes, in some cases, some natural inspiration, some musical creativity. And I think for you to be taken seriously as a songwriter, you have to have built up that, that repertoire that you can go to people and say, look, I've got a proven track record here of writing songs with, you know, hopefully a good hook or with a, with a clean mix or a good message, you know, amazing lyrics, whatever it may be that's your kind of unique selling point. Um, I definitely didn't, del I deliberately didn't release anything or put anything out there until I knew that I'd got it to a certain level because I just knew that there's so much, um, there's just so much competition. And one of the, one of the producers that I follow, you know, he, he said, he said that in one of his mentoring, I think it was, again, like we've said, a YouTube video. And he said, look, don't even bother releasing material until you are confident that it can stack up against, you know, something that's already out there commercially. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's something that I've, I've kind of taken the credibility you're constantly trying to build because with every new client and with every new song, you want to hopefully develop your skills and, and for you to be able to say, look, there's, I'm not just a one-trick pony. I've, I've worked for this artist and I've worked with this artist. I've mixed for this artist. I've produced my own songs. Um, you know, I've created my own unique sound design elements and all of that, you know, sets you above the rest. So I think as a songwriter, you should always try and aspire as much as you can to gaining that credibility, enhancing that credibility and, you know, just tr trying to, to do as, as best you can in that that field to try and stand out because it's, it's it's tough it's really tough it is man and the last thing i'll say on it is the 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 movie and tv industry they during every single section of the production of that particular movie or show they have a viewing where they have the cast and all the crew and the product the producers directors they come in and all watch it together and then they critique it together so again, like critique is not meant to disrespect. It's not meant to, you know, get up on the high horse. Like it's a mm. way for it to improve. And it's, I, I don't understand why, like, I'd love to see more of that in the music industry. Every stage of a song, like, what do you think of this verse? It's good, but maybe add some, like some movement in like with a, with this type of synth, try that out Just something. And it's something that I've got to practice what I preach. And it's something that I'm going to start doing myself. But mm -hmm. I think that's a, a nice takeaway is just yeah, yeah when you have like that, that community around you, you can always share it. And that's what we're here for in this podcast, to build that community and to hear you guys out. And yeah, no, I, I, love, I love those kind of questions. Keep them coming, guys. I want to hear so much. I want to hear that and so much more in the next episode. It's been, it's been really fun this time, Tom. I know and we've some had good some stuff. seriously good songs and some seriously good questions. It's <laughs> certainly unlocked kind of keys in my mind. I'm shattered. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go to bed. We're gonna have to go on that, guys, because you've just you've you've challenged us on this podcast. But um, no, really, really, really cool. And um, yeah, please, please do follow us 
on this podcast, rate it on, I think, iTunes. That helps us massively out, I believe. And just, if you can, like I said, follow the, the Songwriters Lounge playlist. Support the artists that are sending in their music because it's quality stuff. And, you know, like what Tom is saying, we're, you know, we're trying to build that community. And you guys listening to us on this and then listening to their music is supporting that community. So just all I can say is please, please go for that. Like, subscribe, whatever. You've, you've heard it all before, but it will genuinely mean a lot to these artists and to us to just take that time. And, uh, and if you have anything that you want to add to feedback and stuff, then send, send that in as well. We're, we're kind of, me and Tom are completely open. Send us in your voice notes um, and we'll try and get you on the show as best we can and, and we'll try and have a lot of fun in the process. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Well, we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.